Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're doing something new. We're doing something we've never done on this show before. We're sliding into your DMs, if I said that correctly. Uh, but we're actually looking at Instagram direct messages. And not just that, but we're going to unpack a $30 million Instagram direct message funnel or DM funnel. Yeah, everybody just says DM, not direct message. Uh, but can't wait to dive into this topic. Are you a D2C brand spending over six figures a month on paid media? If so, then listen up. My agency, OMG Commerce, and I have worked with some of the top e-commerce brands over the years, including Boom, Native, Groove, Monin, Organifi, and dozens more. And every year, we audit hundreds of Google, YouTube, and Amazon ad accounts. And we always find either significant opportunities for growth or wasted ad spend to cut or both. For example, are you missing YouTube ads? Whatever you're spending on top of funnel Facebook, you should be able to spend 30 to 50% of that or more on YouTube with similar returns. So if you're spending 300 to 400,000 a month on Facebook, you should be able to easily spend 100 to 150,000 or more on YouTube. Visit omgcommerce.com to request a free strategy session or visit our resource page and get some of our free guides loaded with some of our best strategies for YouTube ads, Google Shopping, Amazon DSP, and more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com. My guest today is someone that I met through our mutual friend, Ezra Firestone. We both spoke at a recent Blue Ribbon event. I heard Natasha speak and I thought, got to get her on the podcast. We got to go through that uh, talk on air. And so here we are today. But my guest today is Natasha Willis. She's the co-founder of School of Bots. And she's wicked smart and super fun and very talented. And so with that, Natasha, welcome to the show. How you doing? And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Brett. I'm so excited to be here that we connected at Blue Ribbon recently, and we're going to get into a lot of amazing stuff that everyone will be able to, to take some tangible advice from and implement literally as soon as today if they want to test it out. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And you're hailing from what has kind of become now like the, the digital marketing city, right? I used to like the never go Silicon to Miami. The new Silicon Valley. It is. Yeah. Like now I've been to Miami like three or four times this year. I was actually just there last week. I forgot that you lived there. We could have, we could have chatted or hung out. Next but, time. Uh, yeah. You're in Miami and it's just a happening spot for digital marketing and all things tech, it seems. Yeah. It's been really interesting. Is, it seems like, well, A, a lot of people are wanting to move out of California and New York. And so Austin, no taxes, Nashville, Florida, baby. And Miami are the three spots that seem to be uh, receiving those floodgates of people. So I've definitely yeah, noticed totally. that. And everyone I've talked to in tech here, like more from the VC and startup world, is saying that everything here feels exactly like Silicon Valley did in the 90s, which is interesting. So I'm like, okay. It's super interesting and super yeah. fun. And there's like, yeah, there's just a tech a tech The next era. On, is, yeah. yeah. So it definitely yeah. feels like the beginning of something's brewing here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fun. So... We're going to dive in. We're going to get we're going to get tactical. We're going to get practical. We're going to get strategic as well. But before we do, uh, can you explain to the listeners what is School of Bots? Fabulous name, by the way. Love the name of your company. And then uh, kind of give us the the overview of Instagram DM marketing and what that is. But first, what is School of Bots? 
Absolutely. So School of Bots, at School of Bots, our mission is to help marketers and businesses evolve with chat marketing. And we'll get into what that means. But long story short, chat marketing is just using messaging apps, which are the new evolution of communication between not only people to people, but therefore also businesses to people. Um, so over the last five years, we've served over 150 clients as an agency and made over $30 million in revenue for our clients, such as ClickFunnels, Digital Marketer, Founder, Mindvalley, just to name a few of them. So these are interesting leading that's brands. A good, that's that we a were, good who's who list right there. That's impressive. It is. I like it. <laughs> it's been, it was really interesting because, you know, these brands had never tried this. And so we were able to come in and really create some phenomenal results. And we'll dive into, you know, what people can expect with this. Um, but over the years, that led us to sending over 20 million messages on messaging apps and gathering a ton of data, seeing like what really was working. And a lot of agencies would come to us and businesses saying, hey, we want to do this in-house. Like, how do we make this happen? Um, so that led to the creation of School of Bots, which now we've brought our agency under the name as well to keep it under one brand. And we also have a done with you option now. So we've trained over 14,000 marketing professionals how to use messaging apps like Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM, and WhatsApp to grow revenue, most importantly, but also to provide these delightful experiences that you really can't get with any other communication method. So that's been that's, the that's journey. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and I think I think that's what's really at the core of this, right, is creating these these delightful experiences that really can't be had in other platforms that just assist in your marketing efforts and in your growth. And so, yeah, this is definitely outside of my realm. You know, I'm, I'm a Google and YouTube and Amazon guy and, and of course, dabbling email and other things, but the Instagram DMs are new to me, but I love it and, and I love uh, how this fits into the overall marketing strategy. So um, kind of give the, the overarching explanation to people what is, what is chat marketing and specifically Instagram DM marketing? The best way to think about chat marketing, and to be more specific so people can visualize it, when you're on Instagram DM and you reach out to a business because you want to know more about a product or you want to sign up for something, maybe their link in bio didn't work, right? Or literally anything that you want to chat with them about, typically what happens is now the business has to come in and manually respond to that. And then further than that, most companies don't have sales teams, especially e-commerce brands, right? They rely right. on these automated functions funnels now or ad traffic straight to their website and hoping people buy without someone guiding the actual buying conversation. And so what DM automation and chat marketing allows you to do is create these automated one-to-one -one experiences that can do literally anything you want them to, right? It's just about understanding the framework that it's a back and forth conversation. You can follow up, you can capture information like emails and phone numbers. Um, there's so much you can do, which we'll unpack here uh, during our time together. But the long story short of it is that doing this allows you to not only recover oftentimes what we find 50% of lost sales in just from Instagram, but also from other channels because people aren't buying as quickly as they could be if you were guiding that experience. Um, and we also boost lead gen dramatically, sometimes up to 800% just from organic content that brands are already putting out there. And these conversations are automated, right? So that means that we're able to automate 80% of all over the DMs that they're having from paid traffic, organic traffic. So they're, they're automating what percent of DMs? 80% of those conversations. 
Yes. Wow. So that's a big relief for teams that get a lot of incoming. But then as you implement this, you will be increasing the number of conversations you have. So the right. great thing is that this will scale with you to where you don't have to worry about, oh, no, all of a sudden I'm going to become a, a glorified salesperson and have to be in there 24-7. Instead, yep. you know that that's all going to be handled by the bot that will get smarter and smarter over time. Yeah, I've now transitioned from being CEO of my brand to just chatting with people on DMs. This is exactly <laughs> what I wanted to do. Uh, so, so the bots take care of that. So, so give me an example of what, what could some of these conversations look like? What are the specific questions being asked? What do the dialogues look like? So kind of paint that picture a little bit. Yes. So let me share an example that a common, your typical e-com store might do a product launch each month, right? So let's say that you sell um, a consumable collagen protein supplement. And so each month you release a new flavor. So this month, what you would typically do is that when you guys have your launch during, let's say, a one-week period, you're going to be posting on your Instagram stories and add a link on the story. You're going to say, hey, click this link. We just dropped this new product. Product. And in fact, we'll even give you 10% off because it's a brand new product just for this week, right? And you're expecting people to look at the story and then click the link and go and buy immediately, which almost never happens. Then you've got the link in your bio, which you're going to put the link maybe to that product page and even change your bio. Say, hey, check out the link. Uh, we are having this product launch. And then you'll also maybe put out posts and reels as well um, and even run ads to the product launch, right? Because you want people to go to the website and check it out. Now, the challenge with all of that is you're sending people from, let's start with the organic side, you're expecting people to stop everything they're doing and dive straight into the buying opportunity. And sure, maybe right. your most loyal right. people will because they're excited about it, but the majority of people, which we find is like 1% to 5% of the people who actually saw your post are going to go to that link in bio or go to that link in your right. story and then from there, even a smaller percentage is even going to like give you their information to follow up from there. And you don't have a sales team, right, because you're a typical e-com store. And so there's no one who's actually going to follow up with maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of leads that have come in and are interested in that, but just didn't take the final step. Because maybe they didn't have their card information or they're like, I'll check it out later. I won't forget before the product launch ends, et cetera. Now... We flip that on its head, and instead now what happens is that when you have the product launch happen in your stories, in your posts, in your reels, let's start with your stories, you have people reply to it, which by the way is the most uh, natural action that someone can take from your Instagram stories is to reply because it says at the bottom, send a message, right? Reply to this. Because that's what people do, right? You're watching a story of a friend and they're on vacation. You're like, oh, yeah. that, play, that looks like fire. Or that looks amazing. Or I wish I was with you or whatever. Like that's, exactly. that's what people do with stories. Exactly. It's supposed to be that interaction, and that starts a conversation, right, regardless of how short or long it might be. A quick reaction or a, oh, that's dope. I want to go there too, right? Now you start back and forth. So in the same way for the business, what we do with stories is that we want people to just interact a little bit, right? Maybe sometimes that is a direct, hey, if you want this discount code, then drop the word, you know, collagen or something maybe a little more simple, and we'll send you an automated message. And then from there, they'll receive an automated message from you that says, hey, looks like you're interested in the new product we just dropped the flavors chocolate tastes amazing um, just reply to this let me know if you want it and I'll send over some information that's the level one right the simplest version of this now just to blow people's minds a little bit without melting their brains too much is that you want to be able a to take a little bit of brain that. melting is good <laughs> too yes. much brain melting we have to watch people are driving right now like we got to 
but I like some melting of brains. It's good. We won't make it too dangerous, y'all. But the <laughs> idea here is that you can start to get more advanced with it. So now let's say somebody received that message and didn't reply after 10 minutes. Okay, now we're going to shoot them a little follow-up. Be like, hey, are you still interested in this? And now from there, we can also even go further and say, hey, seems like you're interested in our products, but you want to make sure that this is the best product for you right now and not maybe something else like our matcha flavor or whatever the heck we have, right? Then let me ask you a few questions and see what would be the best for you because maybe your priority is stronger nails and skin or maybe it's like whatever their benefit or their goal, their desire is, right? You can really hammer that in and sell personalized to them. So those are just a few examples of the things you can do, answer FAQs, et cetera, really decrease the amount of time someone needs to make their buying decision. Because that's all you're doing is just guiding their buying decision and then being able to interact with them as well in fun and delightful ways too, which we can dive into some examples for. Is all that making sense so far? I know we don't have the totally visual. Totally making but... sense, yeah. Okay. I do have a few questions about like what are the limitations of the bot and when, when does the conversation yeah. maybe get too advanced? For the bot to handle when maybe a human has to step in or I don't know there, there's I know there's lots more to unpack maybe ahead of that but but anything you want to reference related to that initially like could, could do some of these conversations quickly lead into territory or questions that the bots not equipped to, to answer definitely so that was the 20% of conversations that I kind of implied to earlier which means yeah. that the bot will be able to handle about 80% once you're optimizing going like when you first launch you shouldn't expect it to answer everything like you should be checking the DM conversations making sure everything's firing properly and for us because we approach these DM systems really it's not just about one funnel but we want to have FAQ built in which is the support pillar then we have the marketing pillar just like all the legion and then we have the sales pillar. So these three are really important to us at the level that we operate, right, when we come in. But if you're just going to start your first thing, then you should expect that the bot's not going to answer every single question that comes in, right? right? But once you optimize, about 20% of those conversations now will go to support people or whoever is answering the DMs. Got it. And so, so to kind of unpack those pillars just a little bit, and then I want to yeah. get into some of the, the, the stuff you talked about in Miami, uh, so you get the support pillar, marketing pillar, sales pillar. Is that right? Is that, those are the three pillars Correct. you talked about? Yes. So it's so on the support side. That's where someone's looking for like, where's my order? When will it ship? What, you know, that, that type of thing. Yes, but also bridging the gap between them being generated as a lead, so the marketing and the sales. Because really the, the correct order, and I should have kind of prefaced with this, but threw it out there just to, to start that conversation, is that we have the marketing pillar, then the support pillar, then sales. And sometimes support Got after it. that too. Like you just said, where's my order? Um, but most of the time, the support questions that you get in the DMs have to do with someone buying. So they're like, hey, is this the right thing for me? Or hey, the checkout page isn't working, or whatever it might it's be. It's fitment, it's use cases, it's feature benefit, like will this exactly. work for me type of thing yeah. got it okay, okay and what cool. was your first question i think i'm forgetting that one or maybe we already answered oh, the first it? question was uh, like like when do conversations evolve into where you know the bot can't handle it which, which you answered that perfectly and then and then looking at those pillars then i guess yeah what what should we be thinking about with those pillars here so the marketing mm. pillar first support then sales um can you kind of walk through what those what those look like and i know it's always harder with a podcast because we've got to explain everything and you got to like just paint a mental picture. Um, so we may have to dumb it down a little bit or whatever, but, but yeah, what do, what do each of those pillars kind of look yeah, like? Yeah, totally. So going back to my example, when somebody 
opts in. So AKA, they send you a reply to your story or some of the other examples we didn't get into but are really powerful would be from an ad, someone coming straight into your DMs instead of going to your website. And also when someone comments on an Instagram post or so an Instagram you'd run an Instagram reel. ad for the new protein launch, the new chocolate launch, which by the way, if you're just now launching chocolate, if chocolate <laughs> wasn't your first flavor, maybe we need to think about your product strategy. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> So you're, you're running an ad on Instagram for the new chocolate flavor, and, and they, as they when they click on that ad, they go to the DMs. Is that what you're saying? Correct. That? Yes. So they would totally bypass or just at least skip initially going to your website because you end up losing most of the traffic there. Totally. Whereas when you take them into the DMs, you've now captured them on your DM list, and now you can follow up with them. So we can dive into that fun stuff. Um, but that's the first pillar, just generating that person as a lead, as a DM subscriber. Then the second pillar of support, that's going to come where, you know, during the lead gen process, they're obviously opting in for something, whether it's a free offer or it's something more direct, like, hey, we just launched this new product, come buy this. So whatever that offer is, someone's going to have some questions, like we talked about earlier, features and benefits, is this right for me? Um, just all the different FAQs they might have. And so that's going to be the second pillar is the bot being able to walk someone through that, either through something like a quiz format, which we can go into some specific strategies on how we do this, um, so that then by the end of a quiz, the way it's positioned, they're like, cool, I understand how this works. I'm educated on the product. I'm educated on why I need to buy this. I'm going to go buy it immediately. And then also being able to answer user-inputted questions like, hey, do you guys ship to Canada or whatever? Um, so that's going to be the second pillar. And the third will finally be the purchase. Now, right now with the way that Instagram shop works, there are ways to start to integrate actually buying inside of the DMs, but it's still a fairly new feature um, and not everybody can access all the features right now. So the, the safest thing to do is send people still to your e-commerce site or to Amazon, wherever you sell, and then just following up with people like you would with an email cart abandonment sequence, um, but never assume anything unless you have that data flowing in there is a way to do that but just being able to be like hey what'd you think about it you know did you already buy it awesome here's a bonus or here's an instruction manual or whatever your product is right um, so that's kind of how the three pillars will play out in this example and then they can a lot more can happen underneath them but that should be the approach that I recommend any e-commerce brand go into this thinking of is like that's the experience that you're trying to design to make the most love of it. And, and, I, and I do want to look at maybe some specific examples of how you run the quiz and maybe where yeah. that fits. I know it fits in the in the support pillar, but what does that look like and stuff? I think what would be kind of fun to do, though, is, you know, hey, we're all entrepreneurs. We want you to show us the money a little bit. Like, why should I do this? So let, let's pause for just a beat before we get back to the, the tactics. Totally. What, what kind of lift could we or should we be expecting and maybe you can throw out a case study or something like that of hey when we when we run this type of ad and get chatbots involved what kind of lift can we see what kind of results can we expect Yes. So in terms of ads, and then we can talk about organic because there's a huge unlock for organic, regardless of how many followers you have. If you literally have five people looking at your stories, okay, let's say 30, right? Um, then you can at least be capturing some of them as sales for sure. Uh, Cause most people are just lurkers, but this turns those lurkers into buyers. <laughs> so nice turning in lurkers into buyers. I like that. <laughs> in terms of ads and what can happen here, typically we're able to half a lead cost. So I'll give you a web webinar example, mm. just because usually lead costs, I mean, they're always rising, but especially for webinars, they've been fairly expensive. So there was a lead cost for one of our clients at $25 that we were able to bring
bring down to $5. And that's quite a decrease. Um, but the idea there is, at least with the first campaign that we run for both e-commerce and infocommerce, we're able to at least drop by 50%. The reason why is that you're not only converting more people on the front end. So for example, going with the webinar, we also increase the number of people that register in the DMs versus on a landing page. For one of our clients, Founder, they run webinars for millions of watchers every single year. And one of their highest converting pages gets a 23% conversion rate. Now in the DMs, we're able to get a 70% conversion rate on that. Dude because of the environment, but then also because we're able to follow up with people after they've initially opted in and maybe they didn't complete their sign up or they had a question before they sign up, right? Um, so, so you're not only getting that lift, so it's kind of like a double whammy there, but then on top of that, let's say someone's like, you know what, I'm a busy entrepreneur, like I don't have time to watch this 60 minute webinar. So in one of our follow-ups, we might be like, hey, are you busy? And you just want to get a quick PDF report or um, you know, be able to share something with them that's less commitment if it's going to be a free thing, um, that'll take less time from them, or if you're selling a product directly, then something that's a little bit less expensive or again, less of a commitment, less of a, a thoughtful investment. Investment. So that will now become where your bot turns into this like online salesperson that's there 24 totally. seven and can now pivot the conversation. And so that allows us to make just a lot more sales because we end up converting a much higher percentage of everyone who came into the funnel instead of just kind of shoving one offer down someone's throat when they go to a landing page and then in the email sequence and in the retargeting ads, right? Just not personalized to that person's needs. Awesome. So basically, you're, you, you are building, and, and we even said so in the title, you're building, the, this is a $30 million Instagram DM funnel, uh, but you're building a funnel of, hey, we, you, know, you, you connected, us with, connected with us through DM, you either complete a quiz or you don't, either show up to the webinar or you don't, or you download this or you don't, or whatever, and now you, you've got responses and follow-ups to each of those actions all built in uh, through the chat bot, through Instagram DMs. Yeah, right on. And one keyword that you mentioned there is like kind of getting feedback or just a response. One of the most valuable things is apart from all the revenue growth that you're going to see and the lead gen growth, being able to gather feedback on why someone didn't want to buy or why didn't they like your free webinar offer or yeah, anything else yeah. that you offer them, we can easily capture that before we let them go, you know, and say, cool, have a great day, you know, but then we can present that to a client on a silver platter or in a Google sheet and say, hey, Love here's that. all the reasons why maybe people aren't opting in or, or want this, and then they can improve their marketing message as well. That is brilliant. Um, yeah, that the feedback alone is valuable. And then when you're talking so about tough to get. cutting lead costs in half or, or you know, 70% conversion rate on leads, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely a, a magic bullet in some regards, you know, because it's just so easy to turn on and be able to see results pretty instantly. Um, so yeah, I feel like we've shared a good amount of examples so far in terms of how you can do that. But um, there's definitely some just some simple unlocks that people can do, even if you just do one autoresponder, like you will get yep. way more clicks to your product page than if you were to use the link in bio or the link click story, right? Totally makes sense, and I think I may have—I I think I may have cut you off. Were you about to share something about feedback and getting, you know, this feedback loop you're getting from from clients? And I may—I may have just misheard. No, there. no, you're totally good. I think actually we covered everything I wanted to there, so all good. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so let, let's dive into. We've got a, uh, several more specific questions, but on the quizzes, what what do yes. those often look like, and how are you deploying those? How are you using those? 
Yeah, so as you know, quiz funnels have exploded, um, especially for digital product businesses, I've noticed, but also e-com, like, I feel like I've seen 50-50 where everyone's trying to use a quiz. The problem with digital or digital website quizzes is that you don't capture someone's information until either the end, or if you do it at the beginning, then you lose a bit of the opt-ins that you could have gotten. Um, so what we have found is inside of the DMs, what we can do is instead of sending them to a website page, we can send people into a quiz, which in terms of the framing of the quiz, that's the most important thing because no one really cares unless they're really hot, warm traffic about what product they should buy from you. They just want to know what solution they should get or they mm, want to learn yeah. something that they don't know. So yep. let's say that you are a beauty company that uh, uses the marketing angle that you guys are all organic and vegan and you know totally eco-friendly, sustainable, etc. Right. So those are the angles you guys go off of. So then perhaps you create a knowledge quiz where you're like, did you know that 90% of beauty products contain toxic chemicals that that mess up your hormones, right? Or then you go into being able to teach people about that and then you're leading them to your products or explaining what ingredients are important in these new products that you know science has found are better for you. And then at the end, you're able to sell your product. And the thing with quizzes too is you don't need to have more than one product to do a quiz. You could do a knowledge quiz like that and then at the end be like, hey, so we have this subscription. We have one magical serum you know, that we send to our customers every single month. So you can sign up for a trial of that, test it out, and then if you like it, then you subscribe subscribe, right? So it really works for any kind of business model because, again, it's not about recommending a product as much as it is just framing the product being the right solution for the user's desired outcome. Yeah, it's super interesting. I, I think there, you know, there are natural use cases where a quiz makes a ton of sense. Like we used to work with a, an online uh, company that sold at-home hair coloring, right? And so mm. the quiz was find the perfect tent, right? So what tent do you want for your hair? Are you, color, are you covering gray yes. or are you not covering gray? Is this your base color or not your base color? So this whole quiz, but like that makes sense, right? I've got a million different, maybe not a million, but different color color options. I need help in guiding that. Totally. I've definitely seen some quizzes where I'm like, why did you just ask me a quiz? You had one product to offer me the whole time. So, but you can, <laughs> to your point, you can do that, but then you've got to get creative and then it's more like a knowledge exactly. quiz, not just a... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right on. And one example I'll give of that is because DMs, like the way that everything works in there is super easy where you can save every single thing someone says to you in a field, right, to get a little bit tactical. At the end, you could take all the responses that they gave you or any of the relevant ones and you could say, hey, since you're a female that's age 25 to 30 and you're looking to, you know, decrease wrinkles or whatever, maybe that's not the best example for them, but prevent wrinkles. Um, um, then I believe that this product would be the best one for you, et cetera, et cetera. So that even if you do only have one product at the end, at least you have framed it in such a personalized way that they're like, okay, right. this completely makes sense. I'm not even doubting the fact that, you know, they like try to scheme me and think that they only have one product and trying to make me, you know, um, right. recommend a product for me, et cetera. So, so, so personalizing it at the end of the day, which, which is interesting and which can feel good for sure. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, awesome. So um, kind, of, kind of going high level for a minute. I know one of the things you talked about in your presentation in Miami was that, you know, one of the driving forces here is that people expect convenient experiences, right? That's what we want. We expect convenience, whether we're shopping in store or online or a hybrid or whatever. So how does that desire for convenient experiences that, that all consumers have, how does that tie into Instagram DMs? 
Yeah, well, the interesting thing is that now more and more, there's two aspects to this. Firstly, when it comes to communication, people don't want to email anymore. They don't want to have to call businesses. They want to just, on the social media platforms that they're spending most of their days on, they want to be able to go on and just ask businesses questions there because they're just so used to hanging out on there and they're familiar with the platform, et cetera. That's where they talk to all their friends. One one interesting quick story that I think you'll you'll find fascinating, uh, Natasha, just really quickly is... I was at an event recently, uh, speaking at an event, and I got to meet the CMO of Circuit City. Now, I don't know about you, Natasha, I didn't realize that Circuit City still existed. Uh, I thought they were completely gone. It turns out Circuit City still exists online, and wait for it, I hear stores are coming back. Like they're, they're, they're planning on doing that. What the CMO said, and this was interesting, is they're actually leaning into phone support. Like they want to be available mm, to answer your questions. Yeah. For some people, buying a laptop for a college student or upgrading your router at home or whatever is complex. And so they want to they want to call somebody and talk to somebody. And and someone, as this guy was talking, someone in the crowd was like, what about millennials and younger? They don't make phone calls. He's like, you're right. It's all chat-based. But the point of the story was, hey, this could be a differentiator, right? Where, you know, of course, Amazon's faster shipping and faster everything and cheaper potentially. But can you get someone to actually help you? That's pretty mm-hmm. difficult, right? So leaning into this as a differentiator of either personalized support, I know I know bots are going to be powering a lot of this, but still getting support either through chat or in the case of, of Circuit City phone calls for that older crowd uh, can be a real differentiator. And um, I, I know your whole point is it closes more sales. Uh, but yeah, I think it just it makes a lot of sense. We can't out convenience Amazon or, or out, you know, d- deliver faster than Amazon, but we can be more helpful with our conversations and our support than Amazon. Yeah, completely. And it's an interesting point you make because without going too deep into it, being able to free up your support team to answer the most intimate or the hottest leads or the most critical, terrible situations that have unfortunately occurred and, you know, you're on the brink of losing customers or they want to sue you or who knows, right? (laughs) Craziness is ensuing. You can actually jump on those instead of being like, crap, yeah, I've got to answer these 20 incoming messages. Instead, you're like, cool, I can give my time and dedicate to this one and really make sure that it does well. I know the bot's handling those other 19. Yeah, um, but that's, love that. yeah, I really like that story. Um, to, to just go back to your question and kind of close the loop there. So the two things, convenience, right? People want to talk where they're already spending all their time. Just the same way that apps, honestly, have become fairly obsolete uh, over the years with like that making sense as a channel for businesses to create what they could do inside of a bot. Like, in my opinion, most apps are dead because they can be doing the same thing inside of the DMs, inside of Messenger, WhatsApp, SMS. Um, There's functionality for that now, so it's only a matter of time until people know about it, but unfortunately, sometimes people still invest in doing an app, and then everyone deletes it after a little bit. And that's that's what consumers want, right? We'd rather live inside of our Instagram DMs than we would in having a separate app for a hundred different retailers that we do business with. I mean, if you look at the way things are going down in China, you know, it's uh, everything is done in WhatsApp as an example. Yes. And so that's what or WeChat. people, that's what consumers yes. prefer. So, or WeChat. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I don't know what I just said, but yeah, WeChat. Yeah. 
they sound similar and they're like very similar logo. <laughs> but um, in regards to the other piece I wanted to mention, which might be interesting to you and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, is a lot of people now don't even go to Google or other search engines as much as they do now, well, the younger crowds to TikTok, to Instagram, to YouTube. They jump on there and they look up, you know, even my husband, you know, we're in our 20s, but uh, he used to look up blog articles on maybe how to like, you know, grill a steak or, or whatever it's going to be, right? And now he's like, I'd rather just go to TikTok because I can learn in 15 seconds and I can see the visual. It's just like, you know, solves my need immediately. And the search engine's really good on there. So that's another interesting aspect too, is like 81% of people on Instagram use it to search for products and services, which is why Instagram's going so heavy with the commerce side, right? But it's also that that's, you know, keeping people there for so long. And then they want to be able to message the businesses that they find products for to know, hey, I just found you, like, is this for me? Yeah, it's a really interesting concept. One, I'm, I'm super excited that there's an integration with, you know, Instagram shops. And I'm assuming, is, is that a direct integration with Shopify or is it going to be with other e-commerce platforms or, or do you know? Yeah, so they'll probably open up for more over time. I don't know entirely if it does the full integration with Shopify right now because it's still fairly early, but the way that it worked for Messenger, which is how they're going to replicate it for this, is that it will be full integration with Shopify, with any of your other platforms, um, so that way it can handle tracking and all of that information. Yeah, super interesting. So in terms of, of how people's search behavior is changing, um, I, I don't know, you know, like what percentages go to TikTok versus YouTube versus Google or how things are overall being impacted. I know as you look at overall Google search volume, like the, the, the number of queries being submitted to Google, whether that's through uh, typing it out or voice mm -hmm. detection or whatever, the number of queries are, you know, continue to increase every year. So people are using Google more and more yeah. for sure. But I know just observing my kids, and I, I've got a pretty good, uh, like, I guess it's a limited case study in that it's all in the same household. But I do have eight children, which is a lot. And as I observe, you know, my teens who all have smartphones, you know, they, they are definitely searching a lot on YouTube. So anytime they want to learn something, they're on YouTube. But in terms of the apps they spend time with, it's for sure Instagram, number one. Mm -hmm. um, TikTok, for those that we allow to have TikTok, uh, Pinterest as well. Uh, but I could totally see that. I could totally see them searching for, I want to know about this product, and I'm just going to look on TikTok or look on Instagram instead of going to, to Google. Um, so, yeah, it's a really fascinating thing, um, and, but also important to realize that I think, I think the younger generation, and, and even myself, when I'm in my 40s, I go to YouTube if there's something that I know I need to see. Like, I yeah. had to recently... I had to recently fix my cooktop, my gas cooktop, which if anybody's a longtime listener, you know I'm not handy. I break things. I hire people to do almost everything. I couldn't find someone to fix my stovetop. So I watched a YouTube video, and I fixed it two nights ago. The house was not burned down. It was not blown up, and we used it. So anyway, uh, kudos to, to YouTube. But yeah, I think the, the younger generation totally leaning into those, those visual video experiences uh, to find what they're looking for. Yeah, 100% and, and right on par with what we're seeing. So yeah, all that behavior ultimately leading to just the increase in, in people wanting to chat on these platforms because it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So uh, you said something during your talk that, that really just spoke to my marketer's soul. It's like chicken soup for my marketer's soul. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, you said that, love it. That, hey, uh, good you know, companies that are really succeeding, whether it's chatbot marketing or whatever, They've got a good mix of AI plus 
creative humans, right? Plus creative human humanity. Uh, and and that's, that's where you really see things flourish. And we talk about that all the time, right? We can't just be dependent on the algorithm because we know that things like iOS 14 and other shifts yeah. can really throw the algorithm off. And, and you don't want to be an algorithm cripple anyway. Uh, but how do we lean in and both leverage technology, but also apply our creativity to get really great results? Yes, and this is such an important topic because I think too often, and even at the highest levels, you know, I've been in rooms, and maybe this has happened to you too because you guys have a similar philosophy where you're talking to a very established, impressive business owner, and they're like, but I really just want my customers to have a human person to talk to at all times. Sure. And we're super against bots or automation or automating the experience. Um, and so I think that ultimately, as, as you've already restated, being able to have a combination of it is not only much less stressful, but a lot more profitable and just better for both sides. Because I think too often, as happens with anything, and in fact, you know, when I was doing an interview with Seth Godin a couple months ago, one of the most Wait, important things- Wait, you did an things, interview with Seth Godin? I did, I interviewed him uh, for, <laughs> I interviewed him for AdWorld Conference. Dang, um, that's awesome, congrats. I love Seth Godin, legend. He's like a godfather of marketing, yeah, it's amazing. Indeed so, and one of the interesting things he brought up, which I think about, but I try not to think about that often, is that you know with each new platform, as in fact we've actually seen with NFTs or, or any new tech, is that the spammers jump on it right away. And totally. especially more recently, there have been so many fake Instagram accounts that have popped up, so many more you know, unsolicited DMs coming into your message requests uh, saying, hey, do you want to buy this crypto from me or sign up for this NFT project or just all kinds of crap, right? And so I think that, that a lot of that behavior deters business owners to be like, oh, that's why we've got to do everything manual and everything has to be QA'd by a human, et cetera. And at the end of the day, that's just not how the largest companies are going to win. And it's also not the most authentic because now you're leaving people hanging on the phone for hours. Anybody been exactly. on the phone with their Bank of America for, you know, three hours? <laughs> or, you know, yeah. instead that's a good being way to able... to someone's day, you know? completely. And so, yeah, that's, that's, I think the, the point of that whole, you know, little point that I try to make there is that it's important to consider both and just keep your mind open, not be afraid so, of the technology, um, and also not be afraid of what can happen with it, because it really can provide just such an amazing business unlock for people. Yep. When you automate the easy stuff and someone can now type in and figure out where their order is, or what the status is, or the answer to this easy question, and they get it in a matter of a few seconds. And you didn't have to lift a finger for that. That's way, way, way better for, for both parties, yeah. for sure. And your employees will appreciate it. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, thank yeah, God no. I don't have to copy and paste this for the next, no you know, 300th time. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, you know, we all know what it's like. It's hard to find good help, right? It, and it's hard to find help, yeah. especially, you know, at, at, you know, potentially the lower level, entry level type support positions, you know, and so, so chatbots can assist there for sure. Um, cool. So another point you made, which I absolutely love, is you said conversations are at the core of every buying decision. So you can either be a part of that conversation or those conversations can be happening without you or maybe it's even just with the buyer conversing with themselves, right? Like just trying to figure it out in their, in their head. So unpack that a little bit and how do we interject ourselves into those conversations? Yes, and a tangible example to help people understand like why this matters, especially to your bottom line, is that we have had agencies come in and one specific example where the first DM funnel they implemented for a client took that client's sales cycle from two weeks to five hours. 
Dang. And I love that example. That's pretty good. It is. It's awesome. <laughs> Their sales reps are like, dude, this is amazing, right? And not only that, but again, your employees will appreciate you when totally. you can actually be able to to qualify people for them, help them like increase the quality of their conversations, and not even just uh, salespeople, but support people, etc. And so, being able to to filter out your your traffic and also guide those conversations, especially for you know, let's have the example of a product launch. And what I see very often is that people will ramp up for this product launch, regardless of what you're selling, and then let's say 10% or 20% buy, and then they ignore the remaining percentage that didn't buy, don't really follow up with them, don't do much with them. Well, the same thing happens with Evergreen where there's a big percentage of people who get ignored because either they weren't quite ready for your product, but they will be soon, or they just didn't get the questions answered that they needed or it takes too long to hear from you. Um, so all those things combined, you know, being able to speed up the buyer's decision, that's serving them the best. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to force you to talk to a human, and that means you may have to wait two weeks to hear back from us. Instead, right. you're actually serving them right there and then, and and that makes people a lot happier and a lot more likely to engage with you in the future, buy from you again, um, and even what we've seen, more likely to give you a positive review or give you feedback and all the other things that are kind of hard for, for companies to get. So, Yeah, and when someone has raised their hand, when they've indicated, hey, I'm, I'm at least somewhat interested here, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And if you can get those yes. answers and get that conversation really going when someone's interested... It's so much better than saying, no, 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 I know you're interested now, but you get on my timetable. And that means, yeah, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Uh, I mean, my head is even turning now for like my agency and like, how can we yes. maybe implement some of this for, for us? Which Getting back to uh, leads, you know, instantly yeah. instead of a couple yeah. days where Starting they've already moved on. details maybe. right yeah. away and, and some of those things. Yeah, super interesting. Okay, cool. So as people look at this, and I, I know people are listening and hopefully chomping at the bit and like ready to implement this in their business or find yes. out how to work with you. Um, what are some of the top mistakes that companies make when implementing chat marketing that we should be aware of so that we can avoid? Yeah, the biggest mistakes I see, which I think just comes from a lack of understanding, and hopefully everyone here understands that it can be so much more of a fruitful conversation for both the business and the user when you take it a few steps further than just one autoresponder. That's the biggest mm -hmm. mistake I see is that people think, oh, cool, we're sending people to the DMs, so I'm going to treat this just like email where as soon as someone DMs me, I'll just send them a message back with a link to the product page or to my help desk or whatever it's going to be. Or they say, hey, email us because we can't help you here, which is the worst one because you're like, really? Like, I just spent time, you know, <laughs> typing out my whole message to you and now I've got to go and, and email you guys. And then I'm just like, all right, screw it. I'm not going to do it. All right, whatever. Um, so, so that's definitely the biggest issue I see it's just people not using the technology to its fullest capabilities, even if it's just to take it a few steps further, like keeping stuff native. So trying to keep stuff in the chat as much as possible instead of just being lazy and saying, okay, now go to my landing page. Instead of qualifying them, maybe even getting their email and then saying, hey, the offer is right for you. Go and check it out. Um, other mistakes that people make, 
come down to um, what I actually see quite often is like the CTAs and their content or their ads um, not being super clear to say, hey, just DM me. Because once you get this information or once you get your first funnel in place, you know, you don't really need to send people to your website pages because your bot's going to do that for you. That's not to say you should remove the link in your bio, but for example, all of your stories or all of your post CTAs, the worst ones when people put a not clickable link in their Instagram post and you're like, I can't even click on this. <laughs> so being able to comment there or reply and then giving them those links only in the DMs at first, you're like, well, what if someone doesn't go through? But I'll tell you, we see that 200 to 800% increase in leads simply because they were able to get it in a place that's more convenient for them. So those are just a few of them. The, I could go if on. If they get the link, yeah, no, that's perfect. If they get the link in the DM after they've already requested it, what's the click-through right there? It's got to be off the charts, right, versus, it, versus the link being readily accessible and viewable the click-through rate's gonna be normal, right? It's gonna be half a percent or 1% or, or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that makes a ton of sense for sure. Um, cool, what are, what are some of the other things we need to be aware of? Like as we're looking at, at chat-based marketing, anything else we need to be aware of? Any, any kind of quick hit pointers or tips? Yeah, I think one thing like that's a little more strategic, but just to think about is that the way we implement chat marketing now on the different channels, especially if you're running Facebook ads on both Facebook and Instagram, or you're considering WhatsApp because you've got an international audience or your customer base uses it, is that we like to use Instagram now in the first 90 days of implementing chat marketing, and then we'll add in Messenger right after that. Usually takes about a month to two months to get a ton of funnels up and running there, and then we'll add in WhatsApp after that. SMS usually makes it at the beginning along with Instagram. And the reason we do it that way is because Instagram has the biggest unlock with your free organic traffic. As long as you're posting a couple times a week on there, like immediately you could double to triple your lead gen from your organic Instagram just by changing your call to actions to comment on a post or a reel or to reply to your stories instead of that. Um, and then from there, being able to use Messenger with ads primarily at this point in time um, is really powerful too. Too, so you can capture the people who are on Facebook as well. Um, that's one big thing just in terms of how people are looking at implementing this. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Natasha, this has been fantastic. We're essentially out of time, which is unfortunate because we could keep going here. I've got more questions. This is uh, this is a whole new world for me. And so I'm excited to, to learn more. But as people are listening and they're like, man, I need to just talk to Natasha either to learn from you more or to potentially hire your company. It's school of bots, but how can people connect with you and then just kind of walk us through what, what are the levels of service and or education that you provide people? Absolutely. So the easiest way to see a demo, if you guys want to see the visuals of everything we've talked about so far, is if you go to Instagram and look up School of Bots, you can just DM us the word learn and you will Wait, see you a can demo. you DM you on Instagram? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that'll be the easiest just so you guys can see a demo. Um, you're also welcome to reach out to me personally on my Instagram if you have any questions. But um, in terms of how we can best serve, so if you're an e-commerce brand or an agency, then we have both the done with you and done for you full scope options. So if you're a brand, you're like, I just need an expert to handle this for me and, and help me double my sales ASAP, um, then we can do that for you if you just head to our website, schoolabots.co. And in terms of done with you. We've got a ton of free education, which 
I strongly recommend you check out first, just so you can understand how this works on YouTube and Instagram. And then from there, um, we've got a done with you program where we'll come in and implement our whole system alongside your team. That is amazing. So schoolofbots.co or schoolofbots on Instagram. We'll link to all of that in the show notes, so check it out. Uh, Natasha, this has been fantastic. You're a delight to interview. Very bright, very informative, good stuff. I'm, I'm impressed by what you do, for sure. And now, like, super impressed to know that you've interviewed Seth Godin, which is just <laughs> uh, something that you can talk about and, and remember forever. So. True that, true that. It was very memorable. Well, this was a blast, Brett. I'm so happy we're able to do this together and bring this to your audience. And uh, I'm excited for you to learn more and start to potentially use this too. So, yeah. you know, I am I a resource to y'all. Like five minutes about how we can do this for <laughs> uh, So, anyway, yes, thank you. We'll have to look for uh, uh, you and I doing round two on chat based marketing here in yes. the not too distant future. So, thanks, Natasha. Awesome. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I would love to hear more from you. So what would you like to hear more of on this show? Give us some feedback. Uh, if you haven't already, leave us that review on iTunes. It makes our day. It makes my producer, Jonathan, it makes him happy, warms his heart to see those reviews and me too. And uh, with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.